Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a ministry of Bible to School. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and this is episode 123. You've heard it said before that you just can't know who you are unless you know whose you are. So today's guest is Hannah Conway, and she's a speaker, podcaster, and author of a new Devo called In Case You Forget. She zeroes in on this importance of knowing our identity so that we can stay on mission and be effective, unshaken, and foundationally sound in our faith. Hannah brings us to God's word for all the things and takes us deeper by asking better questions about identity, such as, God, who are you? And how can I reflect who you are in this situation? You'll learn some practical ways to combat lies with the truth and be inspired to share with your own kids. Before heading out today, be sure to pass this episode along to a friend who may just need this encouragement for themselves or for their child. I also want to remind you about something new and exciting coming to this podcast, so stay tuned for details. Are you ready to hear how you can teach kids about their identity? In case they forget, join my conversation with Hannah now. Well, today we are going to talk about identity. And this is a super popular subject right now. Wouldn't you say, Hannah? Definitely popular. It seems like everybody's talking about it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I am super happy to have you here at the podcast to cover this topic because you've recently written a devotional that walks the reader through understanding exactly who they are. So before we dig into all that, Hannah, I would just love it if you would introduce yourself to our listeners. Yeah, it is. Thank you so much for having me here. It's really nice to meet you. It's wonderful to be here. And hey there, listeners. (laughs) So I'm coming to you from Clarksville, Tennessee, not too far from Nashville. I work full-time in vocational ministry as a communication director and women's ministry director at our church. An author, podcaster, speaker, teacher, mama military wife. My hubby is retired army. So I stay pretty busy, love my life. And you know, that's me. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I was telling to our listeners, I was telling Hannah earlier, we're going to need to have her back here several times to go over all of those different topics that she just filled us in on right quick. But Hannah today, I just, I would just love to know why do you think it's so important to know who we are? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that's such a, a loaded question. We need to know who we are, but, but really we need to know whose we are. We need to know who we belong to and who God is. What does he say about himself so that we know who we are, right? There are just so many voices in our culture. Um, and, and I specifically talk to women. I know guys, you know, struggle with these things in different ways, but I, I can't really speak on behalf of them, right? For the girls where there's just so many voices coming at us from families, even churches and media and social media and the radio and just just everywhere of what we should look like, what we should be like, all of the things. And, And often these things are just characteristics and they can be conflicting, right? It's like, 
be fit, but not too skinny. Like you're enough, but you're not enough. You're like, it's all of these mix, you know, live your truth. Like, well, what is, what does that even mean? Right. So there's just lots of labels and things being thrown at us. And and we need to know what voice do we need to listen to? What voices? How do we clear that out? Well, go to your creator, go to the one who made you and made the world and everything in it. And what does he say? What does he say? And, you know, we need to know this. We need to know it because we're asking, we're asking these questions, you know, where do I belong? Who's my tribe? What's my purpose? And those questions are identity questions. And if we don't know them, then we're paralyzed or we're looking in the wrong direction and not living the life that God has planned for us, right? So it's important to know whose we are and who we are so that we can live out the mission he's called us to do. Because if we don't know, then we're frozen and stuck and ineffective and just blah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If we don't know who we are because of whose we are, then really we're living a less than life. Without even, without even knowing, without, you know, I always say you don't know what you don't know. So how can we know? So, so my question to you is looking back over your life, can you actually think of a time when you yourself were searching for the answer to that question? Who am I? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, this book I think is right. Anyone who's written a book, many will tell you, like I wrote it for myself. I was writing it to myself. Like I was writing as I was learning this lesson. Right. And, and that's very much, very much my story, my case. And so I remember being uh, very, very young when I was a little girl around eight and my dad had made some choices in his life that landed him in jail. My mama was a stay at home mom. My brother and I are very close in age. We're 11 months apart. And we went to church every Sunday. We were a faith-filled family, but dad had just, dad had had a horrific childhood upbringing and just made choices that that's, that's what happened. And so I remember being very young, like first grade, eight years old, feeling shame and guilt and embarrassment. Like, am I less than because of what my dad has done? And now that he's in jail and just being very much like, that's who I am now. I'm shame filled. I'm less than I'm, you know, even white trash. Some of those terms that I I get thrown out. Right. And so I I remember being embarrassed to go to church. I remember being embarrassed to go to school Um, and not that anyone was staring. Like I'm sure it was just all internal. Right. But how old were you? I was about eight. So just developmentally, everything's very egocentric. So I remember thinking, well, what does God think of me? What does God say? Does, you know, does he love me? What does he think? And so at at a very young age, I recognized I needed a savior. And so at eight, I decided to follow Jesus. And so I love that he used that, that time, that very hard time to draw me to him. And then even growing up, I just feeling marked by this, didn't want people to know and thinking and feeling a call to ministry as well when I got to middle school. But where I grew up in the conservative area that I grew up in, it was like, well, I can't because I'm a woman. I can't be a ministry because I'm a woman. And feeling shame over my gender. Like, well, what what does God say? Does God think I'm less than because I'm a female? And going to his word again to seeing, well, what does he say about me? And so I just kind of created this little list. Anytime I would come across something in his word that was like, this is who you are, I would make note of that. And then eventually becoming an army wife and a mom, just going to God being like, well, who am I now? And I eventually learned 
that I was asking the wrong question. The question is, God, who are you? And who are you? And discovering that. And then he showed me who I am in light of who he is. But yeah, those, so from a very young age, asking, who am I? But knowing the real question is, who are you? Oh, that's so good. And you know what? That takes probably all of us our own journey to figure out because it goes from me-based to Christ-based, right? (laughs) But uh, what I love about that is with the kids, we're a Bible to school ministry, right? You're writing your devotional to teenagers. We're starting them out younger. So hopefully they can figure it out before we did. (laughs) This is our goal. Exactly. It's so funny. So it's like, I've got this like list of things about who you are in Christ and it's not exhaustive. There's so much more, but I'm like, okay, if one teen girl can grasp this, or if one mama who has bought this Devo and, and learns about who she is so that she can help her daughter, then glory be to God. Worth it. It's worth that one. Yeah. We always say that, you know, even if our Bible to school classes, you know, some of them have 50 in one class, but some of them have four and we're like, he goes after the one. Praise God. He goes after All the one. <laughs> so your devotional is called In Case We Forget. I love that. That's yes. perfect. It is, you know, because we do, we have to remind ourselves. And, and part of me wishes that wasn't the case. Like I, I, I wish that I could be like, oh, I know who I am and I know who God is. And, and I can just live in that truth. Then I think, well, that, that makes me less reliant on him. Like if I just know and I'm running full pace, fast in my faith and that I, I'm going to miss walking and running with him. Right. So I have to be reminded about who I am in Christ. And and just honestly, recently I thought, Oh, funny. I was like, Oh, I'm, I've got this. I know who I am in Christ. I'm, I've got this. Yeah. I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm doing good. And then my son joins the Navy and leaves for, for basic training. And I was like, wait, who am I now when my son leaves and I, you know, he's, he's grown up and it's funny. God was like, silly girl, you're still mine. Like, yes, you're a mom. Yes. You're all these things, but that's not who you are. And so I'm like, oh, that's right. So I find myself going back to those truths to remind me. And this has been interesting when I hear my daughter say something that is untrue about herself. I'm able to say, oh, sweet girl, what does God say? And I'm, I'm able to point her and prayerfully she'll do that with her children one day or, or the women, the, the women and that she gets to influence and the young girls she gets to influence. It's literally a stop that thought in its tracks and let's yes, take us to what God's word says. And that's awesome that you're training your children up in the way they should go. So when they're old, they won't run away that's from right. it. Like praise God for that. So this is exactly, so this whole idea of going back to God's word for our identity that's what we're teaching our Bible to school kids. Our very first lesson, which, which we start in second grade, the first lesson that first day we see our kids is how can you use the Bible as your instruction book for life? So same thing, right? Yeah. 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 And, and then the next lesson is all about our creator God and that we were made in his image. So the two things you say, who we are and whose we are, you know? Yeah. And he answers that from the get-go in Genesis 1, right? In the beginning, God created everything. He's telling us, I created everything. I'm the boss. And then he tells us a little further down, I think it's in verse 27. He's like, I created them in my image, male and female. You know, And so the, then we're like, oh, he's telling us who we are and what we should do. We are to reflect him and all the things that we do. And, and then you go a little further and you can, you know, you just, you learn about who he is and what he's like. And when he defines himself, 
and Exodus 34, 6, I believe. And he says he's compassionate and slow to anger and merciful and full of loving kindness and faithful. He, he gives a definition of who he is. And so you and I are made to reflect that which are like straight up the fruit of the spirit. It's like through the spirit, the definition of God, there we go. Reflect that. <laughs> I love that. Yes. And something I recently learned is we can't try to be more patient. We can't try to be more loving and kind and all those fruits of the spirit that all my life, I thought I just need to be better at this to be a better Christian. No, the fruits come from abiding in him, which we can only do through the Holy Spirit's help. So what a gift. We got to keep coming back. Yeah. Yeah. So in your devotional, you help readers. Okay. So we know that we can know this. We can tell people this. We can say, go to God's word, replace the lies you're you're believing with God's truth. But our understanding on our purpose can still get out of whack. (laughs) So in your words, you help readers address these, I think you call them supposed to statements. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Can you give us some examples of these statements and like what you mean by that? Yeah. Like... You know, like we're supposed to make great grades. We're supposed to have a full social calendar. We're supposed to have something awesome going on so that we can post it on Instagram. We're supposed to be able to make Pinterest worthy desserts, right? Like we're supposed to wear a certain size jeans and look a certain way. Like we're all these supposed tos. And the only thing we're supposed to do is to be a child of God. And when those laws come in, ask God to help you catch them. And then remind yourself, like, truly, I used to keep a list on my mirror, like a list of these things. And I would be like, I am filled with the spirit. I am royal. I am an heir. I am a child of God. I am pursued. I have purpose. Like I would read these things out loud and know that where those scripture references were because I needed to. Because I was at a time in my life where I was fighting those battles, those should statements that I needed to be a certain way, look a certain way. For me, I struggled with perfectionism, right? I had to have those best grades, be that best athlete. That was me battling that. But truly, all of that, none of it matters. And and, and here's something else that, that I have to say to myself and to the girls that I'm with and my daughters. It's like, we feel all of the time. We're like, I feel, I feel, I feel. And I'm like, ah, okay, I am one of the biggest feelers out there. So I have to stop myself and be like, my feelings are not always true. What is true? What can I trust? And I'm going to choose to trust God's word, whether I feel like it or not, because it's true and it's solid. And I can trust who he is and who he says he is and what he says about me, regardless of what I feel like. And that it is honestly a choice that I make and that I ask our readers to make and that I ask my daughters and the girls that I get to work with, I ask them to make that choose to trust what he says over what you're feeling. Yes. And that's so intentional. And it's like putting a stake in the ground. I love that because, you know, Ephesians 6 tells us our battle isn't against flesh and blood. Our battle is happening in the spiritual realms too, for our very souls. You know, we may have already accepted Jesus, but Satan isn't just going to leave us be when we're trying to follow Jesus. No, there's going to be trials and temptations and struggles. And it all starts in our mind because what's the first spiritual armor we're to put on? Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. The helmet of salvation, the helmet. Let's, let's fix our minds. You're going to protect your mind. You're going to protect your thoughts. And, and we have to do that with God's word. I get on the soapbox. It, 
I love books. I love to read. I love to write. I love hearing other people's thoughts and stories. But if I'm going to them before I go to God's word, that is a problem. And I'm saying that to myself. Like, we can't read another self-help book. We can't listen to another self-help podcast. We truly need to go, what does God say about this? And, and here's the thing, call out some of the things that keep us from his word. If it's, well, I don't understand it. Okay, say that out loud. And then let's talk about that. If you don't understand it, let's find a translation that helps you understand it. Let's read it in community with other people so that you guys are able to digest it together. Because the Bible was written to a people for a people. We are to read it communally. So talk about those things. Don't let those doubts or concerns keep you from his word. Or here's another one that I hear from women. I'm afraid I won't be able to interpret scripture correctly. Okay. Okay. Like, I'm like, I will not roll my eyes at you. I'm listening, right? I'm listening. And, and I hear you. So this is where it's like, God says that he lives in you. His spirit lives in you. He's going to help you understand. And so when you get to passages that you're like, I don't get it, ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand. Again, read it in community. Let's talk about maybe a commentary or two that you can bounce back and forth or read those different interpretations. So I just, I'm like, look, we don't have time. We are on mission and this world is dark and they need hope. They need Jesus. And so we need to know the word and be ready to live it out and share it with others around us. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to school kids. Who made me? Who did make us? In our spiritual core, all of us have a desire to know our creator. Our children are no different. What an awesome and tremendous opportunity we have to introduce our children to God who created them, loves them, and wants to have a relationship with them. When the child in your life asks a question like this, explore the Psalms, praise God for His creative works, celebrate what makes them special, and thank God for creating the world and everything in it, including us. Going back to those supposed to statements that you were mentioning, It's so important because again, we've all felt those pressures of those supposed to statements. I'm supposed to get straight A's. I'm supposed to have an awesome life that shows up on social media as such, like whatever. Like we all understand that. And especially when we're talking about girls, I know it it hits boys as well, but I I think it's, it actually makes me think of Mary and Martha. Okay. Just track (laughs) with me here for a second. Like, and you're talking about how important it is to know the word of God. Like, I think it's so great when we look at scripture and allow it to come alive. So like, I'm Martha. Okay, I'm just going to put it out there. That's me. I am busy making sure I'm the hostess with the mostest so everyone is served, right? Right. So I think of this story. Would you remind our readers, Hannah, what happens just briefly (laughs) in that story? (laughs) So Martha is, you know, doing all the things in the kitchen, getting ready, which honestly, culturally is where she should have been. She culturally should have been doing all the things that the females were supposed to be doing. But then Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus learning, which is also culturally disturbing that a, a woman would sit with the men at the feet of Jesus to learn, which she's equating herself with the disciple. And Jesus is teaching her like the Bible, like the word, the old Testament, right? What they had. And so Martha gets very upset and Jesus doesn't like shame her. He's like, you know, Martha, Martha, Mary has chosen better. 
And, and that's the truth. Like all these other should things, what we should be is at the feet of Jesus. That's where we should be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I think it's important to know, and this, this leads into my next question of how do we balance this is Martha and Mary, like you said, they were both doing good things. It's just that Mary chose the better. So when you say, okay, I'm supposed to be a straight A student. Okay. How do we balance that for kids? Cause no, you don't need that pressure on your shoulders, but you probably should try your hardest, right? Right. You want to do everything with excellence. And I think it comes down to what is motivating you. What are you focused on? What are your thoughts? And if you fail that test, if you don't get invited to that party that you saw someone post about, you missed that invitation or were invited, like, is that a hit to your value? I think you have to ask those questions. What's my motivation? What is this saying about my value? These are great things, but it's not who you are, who you are, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's actually fun. In Bible to School, we do a hands-on experiment with the Mary Martha story. And we talk about like all the activities, like the good activities that we involve ourselves in, right? And, And we use rice to show that. So like going to school sports after school, playing with our friends, pouring some more rice. We do uh, watch TV or we hang out with whatever. We add all the rice, like all the rice goes in this big jar. And then the blocks represent our time that will encourage our relationship with the Lord where we're focusing on the Lord. So like the blocks you put in after you did the rice, you put in Bible study, you put in church, you put in fellowshipping with other believers, worship. But there's there's a problem with the way that we ordered this. And, and we quickly see it, it doesn't all, it doesn't all fit. Yeah. So then we dump it out. And can you guess what we do the second time around? Then you put those staples in, you put those blocks in first, those priorities of time with God and fellowship with one another. And then you pour that rice in. Yeah. Yes, you're so good. <laughs> you can teach our second, third and fourth graders that right. when we make time for Jesus, everything else falls in place tying to your devotional, like if we know God's word and what he says about us, then everything else will we'll be able to deflect the lies. We'll know the truth. And, and, you know, when those things come that hit or hurt, it's like, oh, okay, ouch, but I'm not shaken. I'm foundationally sound because I know whose I am and who I am. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So I do want to get this in here. We have to wrap up here soon. But I, I know you love humor and you use yeah. jokes and funny stories. So tell us a little, how do you do that um, to help us understand more about oh, who we are? So, um, gosh, I just, God is a storyteller and I think he's got a good sense of humor and I can't help but just see the stories in my life or things that have happened, I just see his hand in it or these analogies. And so one story that I talk about that we're saved, that what does salvation mean? Like, what does that mean? And so I use the story of when I, <laughs> I stole eggs from the refrigerator growing up. Like I, I loved eggs, but I was appalled. I was like, I'm eating baby chickens. And I was disgusted with myself that I, how, how cruel could I be? And so every morning I would rescue one or two eggs and go out to our barn and hide it and put hay. And I mean, just, I was trying to just like raise these chickens. And so my mom kept checking the refrigerator, like, wait, I know I bought eggs. And finally I had to fess up that I had what I had done. I was like, I have stolen these eggs. I'm trying to save them. I'm trying to rescue them. And mom explained the difference between eggs that you eat and eggs that you do not eat. And I was like, oh, okay. It just reminded me of like the experience 
extent that I went to make this happen and my mission failed, but the extent that God went to save us and his mission did not fail. Right. And so it's just these fun little stories that I'm like, oh, I learned something about God in this moment. So you yeah. weave, you weave stories like that through your devotion. The whole, the whole time. Absolutely. I, to me, me laughter really is it's, it's good medicine. It's a way to speak truth. It kind of sets you at ease and allows you to speak truth. It's relatable. And there we go. Yeah. Relatable. And you can like, literally, don't you just feel when you laugh, true laughter, you can feel the anxiety just rolling off your back. Yes. Yes. You know, and it's funny when I think, yes, it sets me at ease. And I imagine God is just, he's so loving, but he's full of joy. And when I think of joy, I think of laughter. It's, I really feel like, we're going to get to heaven and we're just going to laugh. We're going to laugh. It's going to feel so good because there's so much joy. That's just what, that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> joyful and free, like yeah. nothing better. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to laugh. So yeah, laughter is great. And I, I make sure there's some serious things too, but we, I make sure we laugh in, in this Devo. Awesome. Well, we're going to link in the show notes so everyone knows where to get a copy of this. And yeah, and uh, we'll link to your website too, so they can see all of the other things that you've um, involved yourself with. You're a busy lady. So we're honored to have you here today. And Hannah, before you leave us, I would just love each podcast conversation. I love to just give our listeners some really good nuggets to leave with, like some good advice. It's been woven throughout this whole conversation, but do you have any tools you can recommend to help our kids when overcoming self-doubt and insecurity? Yes, absolutely. So uh, again, I'm going to advise our kids, our students to get into God's word themselves. And a question that I'm going to encourage them to ask is, who are you, God? Who are you? So whenever you go to the Bible, we go to the Bible to get God. And so instead of asking, who am I, or what is this? story in the Bible have to do with me, I'm going to encourage our students and kids to say, where do I see you, God? What do I, what am I learning about you in this story? And so go to the Bible looking for God and what you can learn about him and what he's like. And then knowing that you're made in his image, ask, how can I reflect who he is? God, how can you help me reflect who you are in my situation right now? Whatever that looks like. So that would be my nugget. I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm going to feast. I'm going to feast on that in my next quiet time with the Lord. Thank you for that. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for sharing these amazing truths from your devotional and just reminding us that the only person we're supposed to be is a child of God. And praise the Lord, that's yeah. exactly what we are. Absolutely. I would just love it. Would you take a moment to close our time together in prayer? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. Father, you were good. And you are kind and you are faithful and slow to anger and and merciful. And God, you made us in your image and you call us to be like you in this world. And and then you, you help us to do that. And so God, thank you for being a God who loves us that much, that you made us like you and that you're helping us to be like you. I ask that we rest in that knowledge that we are yours and we're not anything else the world says we are. For our, our listeners out there, anyone struggling with who they are, maybe even their purpose, that you would just show up in their life, give them a desire to get into your word and reveal who you are, who you say they are through your word. And it's in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen. 
What impacted me the most in our conversation is the wisdom Hannah gives to us all, that we must choose to trust what God says over what we're feeling, because feelings are not reliable, but God's word sure is. I love that she wrote out a list of the characteristics of God so she could learn and repeat them to herself in her times of need. And I'm super excited to point out to you a free resource just like this you'll find in today's show notes. It's called the A to Z Identity List provided by GEMS Girls Club. We had their executive director, Cindy Baltima, on our show last January speaking to this very topic of identity. So you'll notice a link to that conversation in the show notes and a whole blog post about this particular topic too. I'll meet you here next week to hear one of the top podcast episodes from 2023. You may remember it, Frenemies with Dena Gresh. So until then, friends, have an outstanding week. And remember, you can tell the children about their identity in Jesus.